good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The following show is just horrifying. Beware. Please don't say you want to choke me. Okay. Jeez. Sorry. Uptight. Mm. You like that? I'd love having sex with your corpse. What? And welcome back to Porno Queers. It's our weird side project where we talk about porno parodies. And I'm Joe. And I'm Trace. And Joe, did you jack off when you watched this? <laughs> uh, not this time. Oh my god! But many other times. I jacked off twice when I watched. It was two oh hours god. long. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to watch it. This is cinema. Cinema. <laughs> so, it was so funny. So I mean, look, like, everyone, welcome to Porno Queers. We are discussing Wash Westmoreland's The Ring parody the whole mm-hmm. from the year of our lord 2003 which means they got this bitch out a year after the ring came out oh my god it looks like it's from the mid 90s oh i mean this time is nebulous it could be the 90s it could be the 2000s it could be well not the 80s because the fashion is atrocious oh, in 2000s but hmm I I should have known better, but I guess I've never really watched a full blown like with a plot uh, gay porn porn parody period. Because mm-hmm. as we discussed in our Cream for Me episode, these are more for novelty purposes than they are oh, sure. for like actual pleasure. But mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, cool, we got like a thirty forty five minute quote unquote movie ahead of me. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's an hour and fifty minutes long. <laughs> Bitch, I sent you this weeks ago. You should have looked at that runtime. <laughs> I did not look at the runtime. And so while I put this on, on at nine o'clock last night, I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better than me who waited until today, the day of our recording, because I had a bunch of other shit to do and just didn't get to it in time. And then opened it up on my lunch break as my husband is like, what are you watching? It's the <laughs> middle of the day. Put the dicks away. Well, you just said you weren't jacking off, so your dick was clearly away. <laughs> I meant, you know, the dicks. Oh, on the, the movie dicks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I will tell you this though. I really enjoyed this, not purely from like a horny perspective, but as mm-hmm. as a piece of art, much more is accomplished here than was accomplished in Cream for Me, which, as we said back then, was more of a string of sex scenes, very <laughs> loosely connected by a quote unquote narrative. Right. This film has a plot, and although I would argue it really like forgets about it by the final mm-hmm. like by the climax because i still don't know what what this video does <laughs> or like i'm not, sorry i know what it does mm-hmm. i don't know why we don't no. learn more about these people oh sure yeah by the time you get to the orgy i think you're just meant to be dazzled by the you know just the buffet of men who are on screen mm-hmm. and it's like oh you were still here for the plot no that's over here we'll give you the cutesy love final story bit and uh we'll be done with it then (laughs) oh my god okay i won't even go to square one yet but once (laughs) that is the flimsiest like excuse for an ending i've ever seen in my entire life porn or otherwise Mm -hmm. yeah so uh trace why don't we break this award-winning film down because in case you didn't know 
A, the whole was actually released as a softcore standalone. So there is a version of this that I checked. It is sadly no longer available, but you could buy this on things like Amazon as a legitimate movie and they just cut out everything but the kissing. Sorry, they cut out all the sex but the kissing. So you could get the full feature and then it would just be like, it would do a, like a fade to black, like a softcore kind of deal. But also this actual porno with the sex scenes intact did win at the 2004 Grabby Awards, as well as the 2004 Gay VN Video Awards. So oh. cinema indeed. Well, I mean, yeah, it, this is really hard to find. Although if you are a frequent uh, visitor of X Hamster, you can find this broken up into clips for you. My God, we don't condone torrenting and pirating. I, also, I yes, agree. It's hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you are one of those people that does condone those things, they're there. But okay, so this is a full on parody. Because again, with Cream <laughs> for Me, we just had a guy in a Scream costume. Like there wasn't really much there. This takes its job. Well, I was going to say seriously, but like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's very wink wink about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, This to me feels like a hallmark of what we used to do. And I think the big difference is that this is when we were still releasing pornography on primarily like VHS and DVD. So this is before streaming sites and gay porn sites all went more or less online. And the assumption was, oh, it's so readily available now, we'll just give people scenes. So when you get a, a scene from Falcon now, it's one scene, kind of like what we saw yeah. on Cream for Me. And then they might do a package of it and release it as a standalone film later. Here, it's the reverse. We do a full movie and it's just got several different scenes with a bunch of different actors. But a lot of films would do this kind of, oh, we're doing a full on narrative where we've got a bracketing device. You know, a lot of the time it was very silly stuff. Like the most narrative driven ones would be a private investigator or pizza delivery boy. Mm -hmm. And you would follow this person, but you wouldn't actually get to see the person who's telling you the story. Fuck until the final instance. Yes. In that way, we're kind of doing this model, right? Where we literally have uh, Benny, the Swedish news reporter. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he German? Is he Norwegian? (laughs) Norwegian. I love that the movie makes fun of that. It's funny. Hey, but is why, why do we is it just because he's supposed to be like, we don't know what he is like, so everyone's gonna ask him or was that a reference to something? Uh, I definitely take it as, okay, we've got a foreign actor who has a noticeable accent. So, you know, the main character is played by Teg Erickson, and he is actually Swedish. So that's not a plot mechanism. That's like where the actor's actually from. And yes, folks, we will acknowledge he goes on to become a reality TV star. So you can watch him not fuck people, but sell them high-priced houses. So, yay him. Wait. He made a career post-porn. Who is he? He's like a celebrity realtor. Oh, no idea. Had no fucking clue. Oh, yeah. Dude, you gotta do your research on <laughs> these. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was stuck on Trent Atkins being the Anthony Starr lookalike slash... Oh, oh my god. Wait. Someone's... Because I sent, I sent a video of this guy <laughs> to someone, and he was like, oh yeah, he looks like that guy mixed with a blonde Adam Devine. <laughs> wow not incorrect but wow yeah i mean as soon as you were like oh it looks like anthony Starr, folks that's uh the lead actor from the boys and uh i was just like oh shit 
hero gasm could easily be a porn parody that we get in the future oh my god really but okay so I, i'm glad that you mentioned though earlier how like it, this is different because i said in our last porn or queers that i personally in my porn i do go for the story so i don't sure. like to watch just scenes no me neither and it was watching this where I was like, oh, we I were think... like, oh, wait, I don't want this much. No, 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 no. Hey, so, so when I first discovered gay porn, it was in my uncle who was gay. Uh, right, he right. had like a porno stash in his room, you know, and but it was all this era of porn. So mm-hmm. the first porn that I remember watching was something like this. So I think maybe that's why I go for more narratives in my porn. Right. There's also something a bit different about the sex in these pornos, like. They're almost more tender than what I feel like I see nowadays. Hmm, I can definitely see that. I mean, I think by the time we we get to the gangbang, it's a little bit more conventional because we've just, we got more hands and dicks and mouths and stuff to work with. But you're not wrong. I think part of this is that the film is also trying to walk a very fine line about romanticizing queerness, but also being gently afraid of it. And Folks, it wouldn't be porno queers if I didn't have an academic reference for you. Sure. So I'm going to bring in Jeffrey Escoffier, whose book, uh, Scripting the Sex, Fantasy, Narrative, and Sexual Scripts in Pornographic Films, likens this movie, The Whole. So he says, the death in seven days premise of the original is transformed into gay in seven days, a transformation that allows the whole to function at one level as a comedic coming out story and at another as a horror movie for those straight homophobic viewers who believe that merely seeing a gay porn movie will help make them gay. Uh... I thought that was a really interesting thing because, I mean, I'm A, thinking, well, if you were straight, why would you be watching this gay porn parody? (laughs) But, uh, you know, never say never. And I thought it was interesting because I didn't remember how gently homophobic this text is like we're dropping the slur, and we've got a bunch of characters actively saying i don't want to be queer even though when they do ultimately become queer they say you know oh dude it's so good like oh i'm loving all the dick yay i guess for me yes given the time period it came out it could come across as homophobic for me i was like yeah poke fun of all these because we're, we're poking fun of these straight bros but For sure. also queer culture i mean yes we're having it both ways yes but see i i enjoyed that aspect of it like mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean look it's stupid shit like oh my god now i'm gonna have to start wearing lycra during the daytime Ugh. right judy garland references barbara streisand shit like mm-hmm. it, it's low-hanging fruit but the Absolutely. movie I mean, look, it's made by a bunch of gay people. <laughs> oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I I just think it's an interesting paradox, right? Like, because this is so obviously made for gay men to, as you yourself admitted, jack off to. Yeah. And yet, at the end of the day, we're also, yeah, we're ribbing and poking fun at stereotypes while also gently abiding by them. And this is an interesting position for me specifically when we're thinking, yeah, This is a very 2003 movie where we're acknowledging that these men are fucking hot and we Mm. want to see them naked and in action, but also we gently self-hate each other. Okay. Yeah. And and that's kind of what I liked about it. I was watching this. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, some of this is pretty hot. Some of this is not. But Mm -hmm. there's, like, I mean, look, none of the acting is good in this movie. But the writing, (laughs) while I would never call the writing, quote unquote, good, it Mm -hmm. it is very much aware of what it is. So I. Very self-aware. Yes. I I, I had a lot of fun watching this. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wrote down so many lines of dialogue, which is way more than I did in Cream for Me. I mean, like... <laughs> Well, I think because the script is legitimately funny, like Cream for Me had dildo fights, and that was an amusing visual, but the script was bare bones because it acknowledged you just want to get to the sex, whereas here we're actually pretending that we are remaking The Ring, it's just that it's about gay shit now. Um, yeah, so you're right, it turns you gay after seven days, but then after seven more days, you're totally gay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the two week effect. I think this also taps in though to say, right, I, I can't remember if we talked about this last time, but like gay men's propensity for like being obsessed with straight men, wanting to turn right. straight men. Okay. And this movie really taps into that on another mm-hmm. level, which I really appreciated because it's just so, I've never understood the fascination with straight men. Like it, to the point right. where, you know, when people talk about movies that aren't that good, they're like, oh, but Trace, like this act, hot, really hot actors in it. And I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't mm-hmm. do anything for me because that actor is never going to be in my bedroom one day. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit, and I'm sorry, folks, I can't remember if we talked about that on the first one either, but I'm very much the same way as you. Ever since I accepted who I am and realized that there's a lot of gay people, like specifically gay men, Mm -hmm. uh, out and about, I was just like, there's so many hot gay guys or bi guys. Why would I chase after men who don't actually want to sleep with me? Yeah, exactly. Yes, I am exactly on that same page with you. How weird. But I feel like we don't often have like similar sexual (laughs) proclivities. (laughs) This is true. This is true. So, um... So do you want to quickly walk through yeah. some of these scenes? Because it'll give you an opportunity to tell me your funny lines, but also we can talk about the men. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> uh, let's start with Pete and, with his Superman necklace and Josh. Mm. Yeah, so Pete, who is played by Derek Lang, is obviously a gay for pay actor. And you can tell because he's stiff as a board and not always in the right ways in terms of the acting. Oh my God. And then Josh, who was played by Josh Hammer, who is the bottom. I mean, A- He's coded as queer immediately. So when he's like, I'm not gay. And you're just like, dude, (laughs) I'm going to need you to act a little bit harder because it's pretty clear. (laughs) I love, too, that his name is Josh, because if you remember the opening scene of Scary Movie 3, it's you with Josh last weekend. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pillow fight, pillow fight. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I'm glad that you said Pete was gay for pay because his fucking is very unemotive. Yeah, this is like a piston fucking unenthusiastic, very robotic. But not even piston. Like he, the first like two thirds of his fucking is just like slowly back and forth mm-hmm. and back and forth. Yeah, and he's back. collecting a paycheck regardless of how well he performs, and the performance shows it. Yeah, yeah, I do love his line though. Because so when we finally, it's the whole oh, you watch this tape, I watch this tape, I turn gay, blah blah blah. It's been seven days. I didn't watch the tape, but my girlfriend's out for the night, and I'm mm-hmm. still straight. But you know, <laughs> yeah, that to me is also very 2003, 2004. Because I was like, or you could just be like, I'm bi, and my girlfriend is out for the night because. Otherwise, why is he engaging in this? It's fine that his friend is gay now and wants to have sex. But like, I don't know. I was just like, dudes, bi is right there. Just make this character bi. And it's funny because when we get to Benny's journey, his arc on day four, he I would call day four bisexual territory, which if you really want to read into that, that's a little problematic because then we are literally doing, oh, bisexuality is a stepping stone to gay. But Mm -hmm. That being said, I appreciated that we did get a little bit of bisexual sex. Well, not really sex, but we had a woman mm-hmm. in here. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts about that scene. 
But I want to stick with Josh and Pete, just because I think mm-hmm. for me, this opening sequence is the funniest that the oh, film yeah. gets. Like watching Pete in all of his straight boy, really bad dance moves, try to strip to tease Josh's erection out. And also, I will say this was the first time that I ever saw, I think, is it a pierce septum? Is that what it's called when you pierce your dick? A Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this was the first time I had ever seen one. So I was like, Wait, oh. like ever? Like a picture of one even? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, no shade to anyone that has a Prince Albert or any kind of dick piercing. But ever since I saw The Sweetest Thing and it got caught behind some of those tonsil, I am so paranoid <laughs> oh about God. it. And I'm also like, I know, there's a thing in, well, I know there's a thing in the ass that can like grab it and rip it out. But I am Ooh, so boy. paranoid <laughs> mm-hmm. that one day if I ever have a dick piercing, it's going to get ripped out inside someone's asshole. I mean, you don't have any piercings at all, do you? No, no, I don't have any piercings. No, neither do I. Tattoos, but no piercings. I, okay, you'll laugh at this. I very nearly got an eyebrow piercing when I was in the process of coming out because the guy that I had a crush on had Had an eyebrow piercing. Yeah. everyone talked me out of it they were like dude no don't do it don't do it i mean with a piercing you can at least like you can just let the hole close up it's not a big deal oh for sure for sure i mean i would absolutely never a hundred percent do it with my dick because it's just oh no no absolutely not (laughs) well because when you get a dick piercing you have to stay hard for it yeah okay because if you yeah so that (laughs) Uh, the jacob's ladder by the way is when they have a bunch of piercings going down the shaft Okay, that's a funny name, and I like it, but mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. no to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think that this is all fun. The sex, it's not my favorite. But... It's, the, it's the least interesting out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that Josh is cute. Um, Yes, he's got the lips for it. I actually think Pete is cuter. Okay, okay. Tell me again. I don't <laughs> like straight I, guys, but... <laughs> like blonde, like, like spiky hair. <laughs> oh my god, so too thousand. So after there, also mid sex, we have Pete going to Josh. I think you're gay, dude, as he's like inside of him. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> then we move to this set of cabins to mm-hmm. watch this solo masturbation scene, which oh yawn. Oh, so boring. I mean, like I didn't mind some of the close ups of like his ass. Like, this is filmed almost like a model shoot, right? Like he, mm-hmm. we're filming this model as he happens to be masturbating. Honestly, the only thing that was exciting for me is when he finally came and he just starts rubbing the cum all over his abs and then fingering it into his mouth. That was, that was good for me. The mm-hmm. 15 minutes we spent before that, just watching him. <laughs> It feels like an eternity. And this is one of those things where you think, oh, okay, this would be the opening scene if we were remaking this and it was divided into sections. It'd be like, all right, let's start with the solo and or this is the actor who is really straight and doesn't want to touch a dude. So we just hire him to do the solo. So uh, Vince Taylor, good job. I guess you got paid too. Well, and like, because I kept thinking he was going to come back because he's the owner of this this set of cabins. Mm -hmm. No. 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 This is the one and only time we will see him except when he interacts with Benny. Also, I love the idea of a Swedish guy named Benny. Apologies to any Swedish listeners we have if that is a common name, but it just strikes me as a so non-Swedish name. Oh, see, every time I hear Benny, I think about um, Kevin J. O'Connor and the Mummy. Um, uh, okay. We mm-hmm. should point out, I'm sorry, because we skipped this. Josh has a song that he sings after he realizes that he's gay. <laughs> Yes, his fashion immediately changes. All of a sudden, he only wants to shop at gay establishments. This to me, again, very stupid, 
very stereotypical but it's also very fun yeah so he's sitting on the couch he's playing the guitar and i just wrote down some of the lyrics because i couldn't write them all down at once but he goes mm-hmm. i should have known something was up the day i trimmed my pubic hair the day i started lifting weights my friends were watching super bowl when i was watching queer as folk don't ask don't tell i'm gay <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! It's like the Mad Libs of gay stereotypes. Oh, it is wild. And it, okay, so one thing that we do borrow from The Ring, though, is mm-hmm. the pictures with the warped faces. Yes, and also certain images on the actual video because uh, we get to see it relatively early when Benny checks into the the mm-hmm. room. But yeah, I thought that the faces was an interesting piece. It doesn't unfortunately amount to anything. I thought that they were going to do it in such a way that it would be another gay stereotype. Like instead of blurred faces, everybody's in circuit outfits or something like yes. that. Yes. Well, because because here's the thing, too. Because when, when he shows uh, Josh these photos, Josh is like, well, what, what, what is causing this? And Benny's answer is, well, human sexuality is a very complex thing. <laughs> As if that explains <laughs> why you would have warped faces in your photos. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Swedish, for the human sexuality lesson. Uh, I'm still talking about these photos over here with the blurry faces. Can we get back to these? The Im- so I, I did kind of write down some of the imagery on the tape, though. So the tape itself, we get a ladder, we get a mm-hmm. horse race, we get a guy looking in a mirror with his ass out. Cowboys and dead dogs. Cowboys and dead dogs. I wrote penthouse window, which we will learn later is a dome window mm-hmm. in New Mexico. Yeah, dome know why but sure yeah we get a bug we get yeah dogs in the grass we get the number one in a square and then we get yeah the titular hole which is just the ring like that's what it <laughs> is yeah yeah oh, i will i will say i appreciate how many times we zoom into someone's butthole only mm-hmm. to fade into the titular hole from the video oh sure baby you gotta work that title <laughs> you know cream for me is slightly witty and a little bit amusing but to me the whole is like we understand what the ring can signify in a gay terminology perspective (laughs) and lest we forget we do keep the phone calls because some creep calls these guys and just goes in seven days you will be gay (laughs) yeah i'm just like why not use the apostrophe it's right there just say you'll be gay (laughs) it's so formal why is this man so formal when he's threatening them with queerness (laughs) Again, Scary Movie 3. Who's gay? So (laughs) then we start getting your favorite thing, which are title cards depicting the day number we're on. Although I will Mm -hmm. say we do straight up skip day three. Correct. Yes, we do. Yeah. So day one, we go to visit Eric and Tom. They are the two other people who were with Josh at the cabin. So Eric is played by very famous porn star Jason Adonis, also gay for pay, as well as uh, Tom, is, who is played by Sam Tyson. Don't know about his oh identification. Well, Jason Adonis, I will tell you this right now, Bobo Chris Klein. Yeah, yeah. It's the I hair. don't know. I my ex was like obsessed with Jason Adonis, Ugh. and I never understood the appeal. I do think that he handles some of the dialogue better than Derek Lang does, but he, I don't know, he just doesn't give me any sexy feelings, we'll put it that way. No, I, I'm 100%, I mean, it's, it, no offense to Chris Klein, who looks much better now, but like Chris Klein, like circa American Pie, like it was like, I did not find that attractive, and he has a very similar face, but hmm. I hmm. will say his delivery of, um, we'll go down on pussy when it's on the rag, we'll go down on your grandma's <laughs> pussy if it gives a sniff, was um pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, it feels like maybe something he said in real life and as a result was able to just appropriate it for the movie set. But my favorite line is, so yeah, so these guys are pussy hounds, they're bros, they're out on the town cruising. And then, uh, you know, there's a funny bit where Eric inadvertently says all of those lines to Tom's mother when she calls. But then after they have sex, uh, I do love the line, anal sex is the bomb oh yes i also wrote my notes for both this scene and the first scene i don't think these guys know how to kiss because they they seem to just go in with fully open mouths and just flicking their tongues in each other's mouths so the fact that they are gay for pay makes a lot of sense right yeah (laughs) it's like i don't know how they're so different from woman's lips i guess i just opened mouth all way (laughs) <laughs> apparently being straight makes you a robot a robot yes exactly okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how they're acting <laughs> um in terms of like the, the, there's at least more variety in this sex scene we do get a right. rim job which i'm really appreciative of mm-hmm. a freshly shaved asshole complete with razor burn marks by the Ooh, way boy yeah and this is before hd tv so i think maybe it was a slight less concern that people wouldn't be watching your sort of freshly shaven acne body on a 40 inch tv in high def yeah i guess if we're on those square tv sure but uh man uh yeah uh mm-hmm. no shade look I, we get it all when we shave our anything but <laughs> it was just like <laughs> oh wow we just got full-on razor burn hole right here yeah i mean maybe do it like the day before you shoot so that your your body has time to just calm down a little bit you can apply some aloe or something yeah now <laughs> i will say this and so you mentioned you know how it's a little homophobic we're kind of like going into these uh these queer stereotypes i actually viewed a lot of this as almost a critique of said stereotypes because we're in a parody right. so mm-hmm. you know we have these two guys and they're like oh my god i love you and then you know benny comes to interview him and our guy is like Oh, he's off doing his own thing. I've only been gay for five days and I'm already in a non-monogamous relationship. And I was yeah. like, there you go. <laughs> touche, touche. I see you. Uh-huh. So I like, I, I, yeah, to me, I read that as more like, no, we're critiquing our own people instead of mm-hmm. like homophobicing them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Homophobic. Yes, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. It's, uh... Mm-hmm. No, it it's the 2003-ness yeah, of it, no, to be for honest. Sure. It's, you know, hearing the F-bomb dropped in a movie where I'm, like, literally trying to get hard, and I'm just like, well, there's a boner killer, but it's a sign of the times, so I'll cop to that. It, you're right, and I'm not gonna say, like, Joe, you mean you lost your boner when you heard the F-word? Like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> Certainly not back in 2003, we'll put it For sure, way. but they're also saying that when they're still, quote-unquote, straight. Exactly, yeah. So, and look, let's be honest, like, a lot of these guys would be dropping those words uh, at the time. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <sighs> so then we move on to day two. This is when we discover the, uh, the blurry face pictures, and we learn that Josh not so secretly wants Benny to be gay, and they are sort of at odds for that. Um, I do love the, you should give me your number. We'll hang out and say a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after literally just saying, oh, now I'm in a non-monogamous relationship, but also... I'll see you in a week. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
very that's funny. A, day two is really short. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to go through all this shit. And then boom, day four. Mm-hmm. Day three doesn't matter. Day three, literally nothing happens yet. We don't have a time for it. So day four is when we get our bisexual segment with Adam Killian and TJ Hart. And I won't lie, whenever I think about this movie and my relationship to it, because this was kind of one of my formative coming out uh, mm-hmm. pornos. Like, I really enjoyed this one. And this was the scene that always really did it for me. And I think it's not just because sometimes when you're questioning your sexuality, you do still realize that, okay, I find women attractive. It's just that I don't want to sleep with them. But like, when I look at TJ Hart's body, she to me looks like a more approachable Paris Hilton, like she's really gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I can see the attraction. And then there's Adam Killian in those really hot underwear and the short cropped hair and it's a silent performance so he's doing all of the acting with his body and his eyes these two have genuine chemistry because they're both actually gay and even though there's like there's no penetration there's barely even kissing it's a lot of just kind of rubbing up against each Uh other I find this scene so fucking hot. I know. I agree with you. I really like this scene too. And I, I will say, I did not recognize Adam Killian until we got to the credits. Where, by the way, thank you, Porno, for putting like the like right? the, the, the the pictures of them when you would go through their names. Love it. Adam Killian is still in the industry, and he looks. He, is. he still I, looks fucking he great. Still <laughs> looks really good. But yeah, uh-huh. um, this because well, this reminded me of. So okay, I know I said the first gay porn that I found was my uncle's, but you know the first porn that I found was my dad's. These you know VHS right. tapes from the seventies, and so they were obviously mm-hmm. straight porn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was the thing where I was like, you know, at the time I didn't realize I was gay yet, and so I was trying to make myself look at the women. Sure. But I kept my eyes obviously kept moving towards the men. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when I had a threesome scene with two guys and a girl, I was like, jackpot. There we go. My eyes can look everywhere. So I actually related to this as stupid as it is. I related no. to this a lot. Yeah. And also, wa- I mean, Wash Westerman, is that who our director is? Yeah, Wash West. Yeah. Wash Westmoreland gets a little creative with his filming here because we'll have mm-hmm. a scene where like uh, our, our female actress will like, you know, be rubbing all over Benny and she'll duck down and then Adam mm-hmm. Killian comes up in her place. And I thought yeah. that was like, a really, I mean, again, it's not like masterful filmmaking by any means, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it could have been very simple and straightforward. And instead, this feels like a bit of a creative dream sequence that is it's using all three of its actors in a smart kind of way. Yes, very much so. But I will also agree with you. The lack of actual anal penetration in this made it more hot. Because this was a very... Because he's fantasizing, right? This is a mm-hmm. masturbation session for this actor. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's more erotic than it is mm-hmm. sexy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and I think for me, one of the challenges that I have with porn is that it not only sets up completely unrealistic expectations... It has a weird formula to it. We definitely talked about this in Cream for Me, but it has a tendency to be sort of mutual, either masturbation or blowjobs. Maybe one person gets rimmed and then there's penetrative fucking in one to two positions and then we get a pump shot. And I find that all very almost didactic and formulaic in a non-exciting way. When Like when you watch a lot of porn, as you are apt to do when you are younger, you start to realize, oh, okay, it's all—it's sort of a thing. Like, they just have a way of doing this. <clears throat> so this was exciting because it doesn't feel like it's playing with the conventions. And it's also 
basically edging me because I want to see these two men fuck. And then the movie never gives it to me. Yeah. We don't even see Killian again because he's just a model in this magazine. He's mm-hmm. not meant to be a real character. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's a bit of blue balls, but in a way that I like. No, I, I agree. Like This this charged me up between my rounds of masturbating. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Once again, folks, the show is X-rated. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We're talking about... I, I cannot lie and be like, yeah, this this movie did nothing to my body. Did like, I'm only human. Body. I felt nothing. I am a straight man robot. <laughs> but, okay, so this is also when we get tie into, again, the ring again. So instead of a mm-hmm. lighthouse, we are getting this dome that is mm-hmm. in New Mexico. New Mexico. So <laughs> we gotta go... Th- I looked it up. It does exist, by the way. It does, yeah. I don't know if they actually filmed there or if they just kind of recreated it a little bit. Because this definitely, the inside of it, when you see it, looks like a soundstage. So they may have done some exterior shots. But uh, yeah, so we go to this dome. We learn this is kind of the origin of the tape. It was created by a dude named Malachi Stone, who was apparently a a dirty corrupter of men who died in a fire mysteriously. And that's really as much explanation as we get because you're watching a porn. So who and cares? That's day five, by the way. Day five yeah. is the exposition day. There's no sex there. Yes. So then day six, we make the trip to New Mexico. This is when we get our orgy with Trent Atkins. We also get uh, Malachi Stone's very cute nephew, who is played by Jeremy Tucker. He's the guy who answers the door and says, do you want to join a swingers club? We've got membership options. <laughs> so... This scene, mm-hmm. um, I, I love. Okay, so first of all, because yeah, we have um, Benny and Josh, and they 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 go and they look through the window of this this dome, and they're watching this orgy happen. Mm-hmm. And we keep cutting back to them watching this, and uh-huh. I'm like, why don't I just fucking go in there and just fuck these people? Like, I don't understand why. Well, like, they're not touching each other as they're no. watching this. They're not touching themselves. As they're just they're watching. watching this. They're just. <laughs> Oh, cool. It's like, you know, hey, we're just watching a dirty movie, only it's right in front of us. So we haven't mentioned the music in the whole. And (laughs) the music is pretty much what you would expect from a 2003 gay porn parody. However, Mm -hmm. and then we get this. It outdoes itself in this scene, which oh it's God. it's basically like African tribal drums during uh-huh. what is meant to be like a ritualistic sex show. Yeah. With I want to say maybe with the exception of the main of Malachi's nephew, nary a black person in sight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is very much again emblematic of a early 2000s entry where it almost feels like we can't acknowledge that people might be attracted to anyone who isn't caucasian so it's like oh well we'll throw you a bone with this one super hot black dude but the rest of them should probably be white because we don't want to turn off anybody and i want to say that porn has gotten a little bit better but we do often still segregate between races which is uncomfortable and very much reflects like current grinder culture of like no fats no femmes, no asians and all that other bullshit but um yeah, the music to me is definitely the the biggest red flag watching this through a contemporary lens. You're like, oh, no, don't do this. <laughs> so, and here's the thing. In theory, on paper, I love this scene. I love a good orgy. I love a bukkake, which is exactly <laughs> how this scene is. I love a good ends. orgy. <laughs> I, I love it. Because well, okay. okay. it, it's a little weird, though, because we have the Malachi nephew who's fucking um, Trent Atkins. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's just them for a bit. And then these guys just walk up the stairs. They're all wearing masks. One of them is wearing a fucking Jason mask. I do like the mask. Yeah. But okay. So then we swap 
out the top for another one. But then that's mm-hmm. all we really get because all these other guys do. They just stand around, circle them, and they jack off and touch each other. Yeah. And chant. So we get uh-huh. chants of shake that dick, shake that dick, shake that <laughs> dick. We also get fuck that ass, fuck that ass, fuck that ass. And then during the bukkake, it's just come, come, mm-hmm. come for I want to say two full minutes. Yeah, I can't help but feel like Wash West maybe took an extended lunch break or like maybe went to fuck somebody. (laughs) And this was written by an assistant who has a tin ear for dialogue. I recognize, again, we're dealing with a lot of non-professional actors. Their jobs here are to probably have big dicks and know how to use them. And yet... This is so emblematic of just the uninspired effort that goes into porn sometimes where you're like, I know I'm supposed to be looking at the bodies in action and not focusing on plot or dialogue or acting, but Jesus Christ, when all you're doing is giving me, come, come, come. <laughs> and it's not sexy. It's not it's, sexy. It's, but, but it's not funny. It's just, no. It's just like, ugh, like, I, I don't like this. <laughs> I'll confess, this is the part that I always fast forward through just because I I'm not particularly interested in whatever's happening. Like, orgies just feels like a collage of bodies. Like, apologies to former guest Adrian Torres. It's not like he's going to listen to this. But this just reminds me a bit of society where it's just like bodies mixing and mingling. And you're like, that's fine. But also, I can't tell who's who. So it's literally just disembodied members going into disembodied holes. See, okay, I have no problem with that. I love a good orgy, both in person and in porn. Mm -hmm. But it really is the chanting that kills this for me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind seeing a bunch of headless torsos just rubbing each other all over, like dicks flopping around, hitting each other as they're whatever they're doing. Sure. But and yeah, again, we build up to this awesome bukkake where this Trent Atkins just gets fucking jizzed over by all these guys. This is true. He becomes a donut and there is a thick layer of glaze. Well, but so we give the two tops their own solo cum shots, but then everyone else seems to just kind of come at the mm-hmm. same time a little. We don't get enough time with all these cum shots is all I'm saying. Which is funny because this sequence is long. It's it so is not long. a short long. It is not a short sequence. I okay. I will confess. Like when you watch porn, do you tend to like? I go to this. You know, I watch the setup and I have mm-hmm. the scenes. But like, I'm not sitting there watching a 10 minute blowjob. Oh God, no, no. Nobody's got time for that. No, <laughs> you've got your finger on the cursor and you're jumping ahead in like 10 to 15 second increments. Yes, and that's exactly what I do with this, by the way. 100. <laughs> percent Who's got time to watch this for an hour and 40 minutes? No one. I cannot. I mean, literally. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, me, me in college did. Full confession. Oh yeah, no, for sure, because you're young. Like you know, I get it. So they watch this orgy. And then they, okay, so Josh and Bennett, because they're still in this scene. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, them. They knock on the door, as he said, you know, he's like, oh, like, you know, come join our swingers club. Which, P.S., I don't think this is the right way to use swingers. <laughs> I, well, my, I get, so my thing is this, though. This is when the lore behind the tape stops. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We're done. You've gotten your answers, even though they're not answers. Well, so I guess the answer is yes. So we have this gay man named Malachi Stone who was, you know, known for his voracious sexual appetite, and he would turn Mm -hmm. or predatorize a young gay man or young men into being gay. So (laughs) when the town ran him out, I think... He made this tape that would therefore turn straight men gay. But the movie doesn't Mm -hmm. really tell us that. We just have to infer it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 
it definitely feels like we skip a step but also i think at this point we're just not meant to care because there's only one big scene left and we know that it's going to be between benny and josh because Mm -hmm. they're the only ones left okay but joe how does how do we get there because what is the clue (laughs) they find in the tape they're just driving back from new mexico and benny sees like a sign on the side of the road and it's one it's square one and somehow he connects that to the tape and then back to the cabin it's because there is a one in a square image in the tape that's why but that doesn't lead me back to the cabin no no. (laughs) It, it leads him back to the cabin specifically for him and so he's like, oh, square one. Where is square one? Oh, my God. Square one is back to the cabin where this all started. And it's no. like, Mm-mm. what? <laughs> no. Sorry, this is really lazy plotting. You could have just said, you know what? Why don't we go back to where this all started? Like, just don't even include that image in the tape. It's fine. But OK, but here's the thing, though. What about the cabin where it all started? What does that do? Like, outside of, oh, it gives them a bed to fuck on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, plot-wise, it doesn't make any sense! No, and of course, we should acknowledge, you know, in the ring, Rachel does go back to the cottage and that kind of stuff, but it's it's more so at the beginning like that's where she finds the tape she doesn't need to go back there in the end but but that's also her normal detective work the tape sure. doesn't give her <laughs> tell her this the tape's not sending her secret messages no well no, i guess because i think the square one is maybe meant to be cabin number one right so like sure. oh that's the cabin so i guess maybe that's it but it's just dumb except that it's dumb yeah they don't <laughs> solve anything it doesn't solve anything and i kept thinking okay well i guess after this final sex scene because it's 25 minutes left There'll be some kind of epilogue of sorts that, like, wraps this up. Nope. (laughs) There's a comedic beat, and that's it. So I will say that I do like this sexy. I don't... I'm not really on the same page as you with Josh. I don't really think Josh is that super attractive. However, because he's... I said he's he's cute. It's not like I want to marry him. (laughs) I'm all over Tag Erickson, by the way. Oh, no. I love Tag Erickson. Also, I love the representation of uncircumcised penises here. A lot of Mm -hmm. good ones. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd like this sex scene. We get, I mean, uh, we have this really silly line where, you know, uh, Josh is like, I don't listen. There's lots of kind of gays. I listen to punk rock and I don't own a single Barbra Streisand album. Well, except the Broadway one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But before they fuck, we get this. Thank you, tape. Thank you, hole. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Folks, when you're getting intimate with your partners, I would like you all to use that line. Let's bring it into the popular lexicon, please. Thank the hole before you get down. Exactly. And we get, you know, this long ass fucking foreplay and sex scene. There oh, is. Sure. It's did good. you catch a slow motion shot whenever his he pulls his dick out of his ass? I was not looking that closely, I will confess. Okay. It, it was towards the end before the cum shot. But I was like, oh, I feel like this is supposed to be really intense because it looks like he's pulling his dick out in slow motion. I don't know if it was a camera effect or if it just was he pulled his dick out really slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm just imagining uh, Tag Erickson putting in his rider. You really need to emphasize how girthy and big my dick is, so please make use of the slow motion. Okay, so uh, you didn't tell me his real name after his, you know, his is a famous realtor. Everyone, in case you don't know who this man is, his name is Frederick Eklund, and he mm-hmm. is a real estate broker, Bravo reality TV star, mm-hmm. and author of The Cell. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's just very funny because when he became a Bravo reality TV star, every single gay man was just like, 
holy shit, he does porn. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's on, he does porn and he's on my TV as a regular person now. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just went to his Instagram and he's got a nice husband and he's got Mm -hmm. two kids. Oh, Um, super cute. He's lovely too, from all accounts. And he is still very attractive. Still Uh, looking good. He's got that, that distinctly Mm -hmm. shaped head. Yes. He has a very specific look, even though you could also describe him as a generic hot white dude. Yeah, sure. But he's Mm -hmm. Swedish. Yes, that's that's what makes it different. He's got that girl with the dragon tattoo vibe to him. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, the, yeah, the, as you said, the movie ends with a joke. So we have they just finished fucking. They're all good. And then the phone calls and the guy goes, you're gay. And he goes, I already know that. Click. <laughs> it's funny. It's silly. I love this movie. It's so dumb. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's very representative of a certain kind of porno and obviously porno parody. But I don't know. There's just something cheesy and goofy about it in a way that makes me feel nostalgic because they just don't make them like this anymore. Oh, yeah. No, fully agree. Um, I actually like almost like longed for the days of this type of porno when I was watching all two hours of this movie. (laughs) Yes, you will never get that time back, but uh, you're welcome. No, but, um, you know, I'll I'll always have my memories of the whole. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, whole. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, let us know what you thought of the whole. Um, I think, did we do cream for me this year? That was this year, right? I think so. What is time? I've forgotten. So maybe this is a biannual type thing. So, you know, um, if you have any other gay porn horror parodies you want us to cover, um, send them and we'll put them in the, well, for lack of a better term, spank bank. Um, gross, but, uh. Yeah, and and just because I remember we did get some recommendations from the last round, we do still have those. So thank you Mm -hmm. for sending those in. If you have new suggestions, do let us know. And uh, we also got claims that we were very vanilla and basic and folks wanted us to sort of broaden our oeuvre. We're we're not going to dip into just conventional porn because the whole enterprise is we're trying to align this with some fun anniversaries. So, of course, we're doing this because we're also covering The Ring on Patreon this month. So come and celebrate that with us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're not just going to randomly start covering porn because that's not really what we do. You say vanilla like it's a bad thing. I am proud to be vanilla. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, like, I don't know how dirty people want us to get, but we're trying to keep it within a certain lane. Maybe there will be opportunities to broaden that beyond vanilla. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Look, vanilla is different for everybody because I can guarantee you that some things that we like, people do not consider vanilla. They are maybe even more vanilla than us, which is not a bad thing. So true. Yes. Anyway, to each their own, all with the sexual proclivities. Everybody's welcome. Absolutely. But until our next episode, uh, whatever that's going to be, we can cross out the whole indeed and cross out porno queers Why? Well, you seem to be looking around the room a lot, quite a bit. 